hold on to me as we go, as we roll down this unfamiliar road. And although this wave is stringing us along, just know you're not alone. I'm gonna make this place your home. Happy Saturday morning, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with the Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yeah, you're listening to AM 900 CHML, Hamilton's news talk leader in studio, along with Rob, is Jennifer Dreho, sales representative with the Golfie team, and another sales rep with the Golfie team, Monique McKay. Ladies, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. This is the second, ta- second time around for you, Jennifer. Yay. Yes. I think I think she likes the show, Rob. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> uh, our topics today, buying an investment property, uh, should you buy a single family home, a duplex or small apartment building, and do you have what it takes to be a landlord or should you hire a management company? We'll also have our uh, funny real estate story of the week. These are uh, very enjoyable, I'm sure, for our listeners who get uh, an inside sneak peek at uh, what uh, being a real estate agent is uh, all about. If you have a question for Rob, you can send an email to questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We'll answer it on next week's show. You can find the Rob Golfie team online at robgolfie.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. And he's all over social media, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Rob Golfie page as well on Facebook. All right, buying an investment property. This is a rather intriguing topic because there's so many variables that go into it, right? Absolutely. It, that, that's a, that is a commitment, uh, and you have to really think about uh, buying because uh, dealing with uh, uh, tenants uh, most times are great, mm-hmm. but you just pick that one bad one, and there's professional bad tenants out there. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> Only I, they don't I, get I've paid. met a few of them. Yeah, yeah. And um, so you just want to make sure that uh, if you're going to go down that investment path, it could be costly, or it could be uh, it, it 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 could be a great investment, mm-hmm. and it'll do better than any other investment that you have. Um, I know a gentleman. Um, he had a, a house here downtown uh, Hamilton. And he had a tenant in there for probably almost 30 years. Great tenant and paid his rent on time all the time, every month. So he really didn't increase the uh, the rental amount because he was such a good tenant. Right. So he finally gave his notice. He's leaving. He was leaving. I guess he was moving out of town or whatever. Um, so he decided to rent it out to somebody else. So he had a 30-year st- strand of, of, of a great tenant that right. you know, paid the rent on time all the time. Now he's now he's back in the game and renting the house out again. He had nothing but problems. Wow. And uh, so he called me up and he said, "Rob, how do I? I got to get rid of this tenant, and I want to put this house up for sale." <laughs> do you know anybody to get rid yeah. of this? Tenant? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. There's, there's paralegals out there, and actually, I was hoping to have the para, uh, the paralegal Tony Corso to come in to help us out with some legal aspect of it, and we'll okay. have him in uh, in the future. But um, the one the one thing about um, uh, picking a tenant is um, it, it, it's it's there's so many to choose from and uh, so this guy that um, that got the new tenant he was going by the old school way you know they looked good they smelled good right, you know right, they came right. up and they paid him cash he thought they would be just as good as his previous tenant but it's been it was it was a series of one bad one after another hmm. and you, you can't go by that way um, so um, 
he decided definitely he's selling the property. So that was his bad experience in dealing with it. And there's many bad experiences. Um, there, there's a lot of things that I go through when I uh, when I get a tenant, and then and I'll tell you that, uh, that I have them fill out an application, right? And and I actually even take a picture of their driver's license. I want as much information on this right. person as possible. So and if they sometimes a lot of them. Um, will not fill out their application too much. They don't want to divulge too much information because they've got bad inf- they've got a bad history out mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you know if they try to you know you know listen I don't need this you know just check me out like you know I know they're bad already because they're obviously hiding something. Um, a lot uh, that's that's one aspect of it. Another aspect of it is when they have the cash the first and last month's rent right there to give to you. I, I don't I don't like those. That's ones. a bad sign, eh? It's a bad sign because obviously they don't have uh, a bank account, and uh, and if they do have a bank account, uh, they're probably worried that it's going to get garnished. Right. Um. And those type of people sometimes feel if they have cash that oh cash you know the guy's going to go for it it's cash right. Yeah. yeah. I prefer not to because I I think he's uh, hiding something. In my opinion, this yeah. is my opinion. Um, That's a good warning sign. It, it is, yeah. There is um, you got to Google them. You got to find out everything. Um, there, there was a, there was a, there was a company in Ottawa um, that had a bad a bad tenants list, and uh, and I, I think um, the, I think he had to put it down. Like he was selling basically. If you have a bad tenant, we'll put it on this uh, website, and we can uh, um, you know post it so that it could protect. A, the, a future landlord right. from getting, uh, you know, you know, a, a loss of money, and uh, so I've always thought about doing something like that, but I'm, I'm not sure if I can do that. But I probably can create my own blog website, right? Which it, it, I, you know, saying this is my experience, and I, you know, so which I can protect future landlords from having these bad tenants. Mm-hmm. Now, if they want to get their name off that uh, list, they're gonna have to. Pay up what they owe. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like uh, I don't know if it's extortion or whatever, but <laughs> but uh, but it 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 could be a it could be a, uh, it, could be a uh, it, it could be good or bad depending on uh, what you're doing. Though I think having a management company is great. There's positives and negatives of management companies, uh, but if you're a new landlord, um, you better be careful. Hmm. Uh, it, it, it could it could be very costly. Yeah. How about this for a question? You ladies can jump in, Monique and Jennifer, as you're you're entering into you know the game of uh, investment properties. Uh, does it take a specific type of person to to jump into this game? Can anyone do it? Uh, what are your thoughts, guys? Uh, you know, these I, are new. These are new. Uh, they're newbies. just jumping in. They're, they're in the shallow end of the pool. I, I, I yeah. think you have to be a bit of a risk taker for sure because yeah. it it doesn't come with a 100% guarantee. Right. Right. As Rob was saying, so um, important to definitely. Um, do your due diligence when looking for tenants, credit checks, reference checks, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and just to tap in what he said earlier about different kinds of tenants, I mean, you could get um, a tenant that's been there for so many years and not paying, you know, market rents, and then you could take a chance and get a new tenant and then have all these problems that come along the way. Um, So, you know, if you keep the tenant that's there, sure, they've been there for, what, 30 years, they're paying their rent on time, you know, even though it's not market rent, it's not the top that you can get, Mm -hmm. maybe that's a safer bet than getting more money and dealing with problems later on down the road. So that's kind of something we're we're just going to be exploring yeah. soon here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and how much different is investing in a in an investment property uh, compared to having someone live in your basement? Well, living in your basement, I think a tenant will think twice because you're you're close. 
and uh, and they don't want to be bothered if they're a bad tenant. They're, they don't want to be living with a landlord right, right above them. Right, right. And uh, but uh, but if if it's somebody that pays their rent on time, they you know you know they just want a place to live. And and if it's a, a landlord above them, they know that the landlord's going to have a, a lot more respect for the tenant in, with noise sure. and everything else. Um, what, you know, like for instance, like a duplex uh, versus a single family home uh, rental. Now, when you have a duplex. Yes, it has more money income coming in for that home, mm-hmm. but now you're dealing with two tenants in one property, so now they can end up having issues with each other. Yeah. So, you know, one likes to play, you know, music all night long, and then now you're getting phone calls and, and you're dealing with those issues. Uh, but when you have a single family home, really, if they have problems with their neighbors, that's their problems with the neighbors. Yeah. As long as you, you know, everything in on the property is within order. So there, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that, uh, that you deal with. Yeah. And, and in terms of, uh, you know, someone living in your basement as opposed to someone living, you know, in another uh, home or, or, or duplex or whatever, um, you know, the, the, the triggers of conflict are much greater if they're away from you as opposed to living in your yes, basement. Yes, yeah, right? because they have, you know, because you're not there and yeah. they have a tendency of, you know, doing, uh, you know, any, you know, with the music. and mm-hmm. Yeah, and even even with the older homes, too, you know, like we have a duplex and uh, the older homes, the, the floors are creaking and yeah. you just don't know how that's going to affect the tenant flow. Even it could be something so innocent, right? Yeah. So you just don't know what you're going to deal with. How, yeah. mu- how much, apart from dealing with, you know, some of the strifes that, that will go on, but how much um, is it, uh, how much of a workload is it in just, uh, maintaining properties, making sure that the tenants are safe and happy where they are. Well, I mean, once like usually, if somebody's buying a property, they want to make sure they're they're buying something that everything's in order. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's safe, right? You know. Safe, and uh, I mean, if you're buying a duplex and uh, there there is uh, creaky floors, um, you you probably want to carpet them and you know and secure that so that when they come and go uh, in uh, in the middle of the night, that not the whole it's house not an issue. hears it. Right. Um, it, it just um, it, it, there's so many aspects of it, and and sometimes it's finding the right tenant. You know, mm-hmm. you have one tenant that they have a family with young kids, and they're and the kids are running around, you know, and jumping around. And you got the other tenants, just a, you know, one person, and they work night shifts uh, or whatever. And all of a sudden, now you got problems. And uh, so, like, like I've got one building, and I learned a lesson uh, from this. It's, it's a sixplex. Now I I, I call it a, an adult building because I've got mostly. Single people living there, and uh, and and I, I brought in a, 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 a young family, and uh, with two little kids, and and you know I lost a tenant below them mm. because you know the noise. They created a firestorm. They, yeah, yeah, so they, they go, Rob. You know, like we work late shifts and everything else like that. So you, you gain one, you lose one. So now I'm I'm, I'm going to keep that. Uh, that building is an adult building because everybody, you know, kind of likes the quietness mm-hmm. and everything else mm-hmm. like that. So, do you market it as that? Like this I, is, I, a, you know, I, adult living. I do. I owner? market it. As, I, I say adult, adult building. But you know, you still get families calling. Like yeah. say, you know, I got three kids, and I'm like, oh, you know what? This is only a two bedroom apartment. <laughs> so, what age is adult building for you then? Is <laughs> <laughs> a single person or, or <laughs> anybody that, that doesn't have anything, anybody young? That's it. Right. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, like you know, and and uh, it's it's tough. It's uh, it's hard. You know what I mean? When you have an investment, I remember when I was young, and when uh, and I've I've been buying property since I was like twenty years old, right. and I used to own a lot of properties off Lock Street, Chatham Street, Melbourne, Tuckett, uh, Brettobane, like all those streets in that area. 
and um, and and I had duplexes, and it's it's uh, it's uh, it's not easy when you're young and you're just starting out buying investment properties. You don't really have that excess of cash flow mm-hmm. to make up if you lose a month's rent. Yeah. So so back those days. Uh, not saying I'm old, but back those days, uh, the Landlord Tenant Act, uh, tr- the the tribunal, uh, kind of like people didn't use it as much. Like uh, you know, using the laws, you know, the tenant laws and the landlord laws. Kind of those days, you kind of went there and pounded on the door and said, "Listen, and grab the guy by the shirt. You don't pay your rent, you're in trouble." You know. <laughs> but uh, today, you have to do everything uh, legally. Everybody's more in tune with the internet and everything else. But back then. Um, when you're young, like I said, you're if you're a 20 year old, it's good to have a surplus of money in your account because uh, when you're young, you have a tendency of grabbing a tenant that you don't want because nobody else has inquired about right. that unit. And when you do that, you're going to pay the price. So you be- you're better off having an empty unit for one or two months and getting the right tenant yeah. versus getting that tenant in there. You're going to lose six months rent. Yeah, you know? no doubt about it. All it's right, a when lot we- harder to get them out. Oh, definitely. Once they're in, it's, it's a process. To get you're you're stuck mm-hmm. with them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, uh, should you buy, we've been talking a little bit about this, single family home, a duplex, a small apartment building, some of the pros and cons of each, and do you have what it takes to be a landlord, or should you hire a management company? Don't forget, stay tuned for our funny real estate story of the week as well. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also joining us today, Jennifer Dreho and Monique McKay, both sales representatives with the Golfie team. Have a question? You can email questions at robgolfie.com. Call 905-575-7700 and talk to Rob and the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. On Twitter and Instagram at robgolfie. Also check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Our topics today, buying an investment property. Should you buy a single family home, a duplex or small apartment building? And do you have what it takes to be a landlord or should you hire a management company as well? Also, uh, stay tuned for our funny real estate story of the week. So buying an investment property, really scratching the surface because as we said, there's so many variables and different things you have to look at. Yes. Um, now, like like hiring a man, like for instance, if you're if you're going to be the the management company yourself, the owner and landlord, um, you, you you definitely have to have that certain personality yeah. because tenants they know a, a a weakness if if a landlord has a weakness and they know how to push the buttons. Mm. Hiring a management company is good, um, and uh, and they usually charge from somewhere between seven to ten percent. Uh, of what the rental income is. Okay, so it's not outrageous. No, no, it, it isn't, and uh, which is good because. But sometimes, um, and there are re- some really good ones, and they know how to pick the tenants because you know they've got the experience. Right, right. And um, and and they take away the headache from you, which is which is also good. Um, but um, but again, you know they're dealing with so much. Sometimes it they could be it could take them a little longer to find something. Mm. So I personally like dealing with it myself personally. I like to know who's in my house. Um, I have certain criterias, 
And uh, again, like uh, another a, a story that just happened to me recently. So I let my daughter help me out. I said, "Listen, you you show the house, show the apartment, mm-hmm. and pick the tenant, get the uh, get everything done. Uh, you know, you know, at rental application and everything." Well, I should have looked over it more. <laughs> <laughs> so right now we're in the process of eviction, evicting him. So. Oh no! But uh, but he just. Uh, so she didn't see, she's young, you know, she's 20, uh, 21 years old. Right. So she, you know, I was trying to, you know, get her, you know, involved with what I was doing. Sure. But I, I, I kind of let it, let it go too much. So, um, you know, so now we're in the process of evicting him. He just paid first and last month's rent. And, uh, but we're going to, he'll be out of there. So I'll lose probably three months rent total. Was he cute? Too. Wow. Was he cute? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably was. He probably Over, was. Overlooking the few flaws. He looked good, dad. <laughs> 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 he seemed, he was very nice, you yeah. know. But, uh, but anyway, uh, he just, you could tell he's just, he doesn't care. This guy doesn't care. Sure. And so right away, um, so he didn't pay the rent. So right away, within two days, I, I, I gave him a form to say, you have to pay the rent within 14 days. Or you're, you're out, yeah. and um, so he he uh, he knows I mean business. So right now, I think on uh, on the sixth, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, my paralegal is going to be going to the uh, the, the tribunal, mm-hmm. and and then the, and the process for him for eviction will uh, will start. Mm-hmm. But from what I heard from another tenant in my building, it looks like he knows that's happening. And he'll probably be out even before then, so because oh. he know because he he knows we're we're gonna have the sheriff there and lock the doors on him. Right. Well, if he didn't know, he's gonna know now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listening to the show. And how Rob said he missed <laughs> what two days or yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's always good to give notice. document everything they say. Like if you document yeah. everything, it's much easier to get a bad tenant out if you if you can go with that. Yeah, yeah. Right? you have that so, paper trail. trail. Yeah. yeah, paper trail and everything. But you know what? Like if if you give a tenant, it's called I, I'm pretty sure it's an N four. It's like a form. Saying you're, you know, uh, please pay the rent, and and they may pay it like two days after you give them that. Mm. But if they get three, you have the right to evict them because now it seems like they have a track record of non-payment of uh, being late on their rent, right? So um, it's like getting a mortgage, right? Like I mean, if you're late all the time, I mean, the mortgage you're not going to get another mortgage with mm. these guys. So it's the same thing with uh, with uh, paying rent uh, on time, and, and same thing with noise. If they're loud, you can give them a, a notice for that. Yeah. Um, so there there's a lot of issues, and then again, another thing is getting a tenant, and they may have. Uh, a large dog and uh, or you know thirty cats. Uh, you you could you could have somebody destroy your house, which can cost you thousands of dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, how much of I mean we've talked about so many difficult scenarios, but how big of a stress factor can it be? I mean you could have great tenants, but we've been talking about some potentially bad ones too. Um, well, the stress factor on. On uh, the the landlord, or especially the well, on the landlord. I mean, you have multiple properties, yes. and you have so many variables at each of these properties. I mean, that's that's got to weigh on the mind sometimes. Well, the smaller your bank account, the more stressful it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's that's because because if they're not paying rent, you still have to pay the mortgage on that yeah, property, yeah, yeah. and so and then when you see that uh, money coming out of your account because your tenant didn't pay. Yeah, it, it 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 still becomes stressful, um, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, if you're starting out, you just make sure. I'm telling you, make sure you pick the right tenant. Don't pick them because you want to get it rented for that that month, that following yeah, month. It's not worth you're it. You're better off having an empty month 
than than getting a, a bad one mm-hmm. in there because I'm telling you, it's going to cost you thousands. Just uh, off air uh, during the break, uh, you guys were talking about uh, setting rental prices. How do you how do you develop? How do you start that conversation? Where do you start? What's the starting point? Well, just like uh, just like Jennifer was saying, you know, there's market value rent above, and then there's mark there's rent that you can push the market, and then there's under market value. Right now, if you get a good tenant, and and you, um, chances are you won't have somebody move on you if 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 the rent is just a little under the market value because they know they got a good deal, yeah. so they're not going to even look. Yeah. But if if you got an apartment or or a house that you're renting, and and you and they're renting a, a for a good dollar. They're they're going to keep their eye open for something else. So that means you may have a turnover of renters on that unit. So every time somebody leaves the rental unit, you have to freshen it up and clean it up and and and, tr- and try to rent it out to somebody else again. Yeah. So that costs money. Yeah. So um, I I think if you have my my personal opinion, I think it's better to have the rent. Uh, you know, just under a little bit of market value, probably you'll probably end up having tenants a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And also location, location, location. I mean, you're going to get definitely higher rent in a better location, close to the city. Yep. You know, some specific areas downtown, like Lock Street area, you know, close to the university. You can definitely demand a bit more rent. Um, but the closer, the further away you get from these places, you know, you, you can't really ask for this. Yeah, scenario. yeah. Buses, shopping, yeah. Uh, all, um, you know, all that is, is good. And just as you're, uh, you know, we were talking about listing prices, I think it was on last week's show, and how, you know, what, what the starting point is there. Do you look at other rental properties in the area where you have your property and, and kind of use that as a starting point? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That kind of determines, you know, where you should be priced and what yeah. you should be asking for. So that that's a big factor for okay. sure. Well, let's talk about uh, single-family home, duplex, or small apartment building. Obviously, all of them have pros, all of them have cons, right? Right. So if you're looking for a small apartment building, you want to find out, uh, like, a cap rate. Like, you want to find out, you know, if I buy this building, is my return on investment going to be somewhere 7 8 9%? Return. Right. So, like, I mean, if you had your money in the bank right now, you're only getting maybe one and a half percent if you're lucky. Um, so, so now, so people are saying, okay, let's put, let's buy uh, a, a small building, and let's see if my return on investment is going to be, you know, hopefully, like, like, usually people are looking for when an investor is looking for a, uh, an apartment building, they're looking from between seven and nine percent, even higher, mm. uh, on their return. So, um, but. It it you know it just it and then that determines the value of the building. Right. So the high, so obviously the h- higher the rents are, the more attractive, uh, the, the better the price you're going to get for uh, you know selling the building, or sure. you're going to pay a higher premium for buying the building. Yeah. Yeah. And then on a single family home, like right now on on single family homes that are fairly nice homes. And well, and you know, we know how real estate prices are getting up there. But uh, the most expensive I've seen out there, you can get them up for twenty two hundred dollars, twenty five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But uh, townhouses, uh, I think they're about fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a month rent. They went, they went up huge in the last couple of years because they were just at what twelve, twelve fifty for a townhouse just like two years ago, and now you're asking sixteen. We're at sixteen hundred. Yeah. yeah. And is that just because the prices of, of homes are going up? B- well, both prices of homes plus the demand. Uh, the demand, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, the, the city of Hamilton sometimes, um, I, I think they've, I, I remember they've done this twice in the last maybe five to seven years, where they give home buyers if you're if you're renting in Hamilton, and um, and they give the renter 
um, uh, five, 5% of the money, 5 or 10% of the money uh, to buy another house. Literally, City Hamilton says, we're going to give you, uh, let's say, you know, $20,000 to buy this house. Mm-hmm. And, and, and everything gauges by your, your income and everything else. So, but the criteria is if you, can, if you keep that house for 20 years, you don't have to pay the $20,000 back. Mm-hmm. So, so let's say you buy a house and, and, and you got the, the grant from the, uh, the city of Hamilton and you sold it in 10 years, right? You would have to give it back to the city of Hamilton, but okay. no interest, just the initial cost, right? Which is pretty good. It's it so because there is such a shortage of rentals in Hamilton. Yeah, I, I'm just going to touch on that a bit. Hamilton's such a transient city, you know, with the McMaster University, the college, yeah. we have all the hospitals, cancer research. We're really renowned for our healthcare system. So we have a lot of people coming from all over the place, all over Canada, all over the world, looking for you know one, two year term rentals, you know, for the for the nicer areas, for the doctors. Um, so with that being said, and then also Toronto people coming in to rent because even that market's getting a little bit uh, high yeah. for renters. Oh yeah, absolutely. One bedroom apartment in Toronto is like over $2,000 now. Mm-hmm. So, And we have the GO station as well. So that really um, that helped us a you lot. Know, mm-hmm. brought people over. But yeah. you know, we have a very low vacancy rate. So the, yeah. the demand is there for mm-hmm. rental properties. Yeah. Um, pros and cons of an apartment building as opposed to, I mean, and we're talking small apartment building, as opposed to a duplex. Obviously, you're, you're going to be dealing with a lot more people. Yes. So potentially a lot more issues. Yes. Uh, and, you know, you de- you're dealing with, you know, tenants fighting with each other. You're dealing with um, parking issues, um, it, it, you know, if you got a parking lot. Um, you know, you got mo- you got more problems. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, so. You, I, I like for for instance, I have one little building. I have a guy that uh, lives there, and he kind of takes care of everything for me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, we had an issue with the um, the lock on uh, the front door. Uh, something jammed up on it. So right away, he called me up, and uh, and I go, okay. So he says, Rob, I can change it for you right now, quickly. I said, perfect. Wow. So I, I, it, he's kind of like a. a it's a handyman. Uh, is a handyman yeah. supervisor on my site. So okay. he cuts the lawn there. He cleans up the garbage, and uh, it, it's not. He wants to do it. So what I do is, um, I just, I just, you know, he tells me what what I uh, what work he's done, and then I just reduce it off his rent. So for him, it's it's nothing to do. Yeah. And but it's a win win, right? It's a win win, and he gets cheaper uh, cheaper rent. Yeah. And uh, and then everybody else is taking care of. Everybody else is happy. Yeah. Yeah. What about um, you know snow removal? You mentioned parking lots, uh, cutting the. Grass, uh, maintaining, you know, the the lawn or garden. I mean, who takes care of that? Is it is it tenants? Is it landlords? Is it a, 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 well, a Rob, mix? Rob, when he has spare time, my lawn's looking a little rough. Company. <laughs> 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 um, well, if, if it's a single family home, um, it's up to the to the tenant to take care of his lawn because he's because he's he's renting the house completely. Right. Okay. Um, That'd be so, the same for snow removal as well. Uh, snow removal, everything. Okay. And, uh, and 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 that would stay in his lease. Now on, uh, <clears throat> so I have a, I have a, a duplex. Um, so the tenant, I, and that again, the tenants are responsible. There, it's a side by side duplex. So mm-hmm. the one tenant is responsible for his walkway and everything else, okay. and and his drive, and the other tenant on the other side, uh, same thing. So I don't have to worry about that. On that one though, I do have the uh, one tenant um, cutting the lawn for me. So he cuts the lawn for me, okay. and uh, again he gets a discounted uh, uh, rent. Yeah. Now on the uh, on the uh, other ones, like the I have a triplex. I do have a guy that goes there. He cuts the lawn, 
And also I have a snow removal guy that goes there and makes sure it's salted and everything mm-hmm. else like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, you do need it. Otherwise, uh, you know, uh, if you get a slip and fall, then you're going to have problems. Yeah, big yeah. time. If you have a question for Rob, you can email uh, questions at robgolfie.com. We'll answer it on next week's show. You can find them online, robgolfie.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. On social media, at Rob Golfie is uh, the address on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Rob Golfie f- uh, Facebook page as well. We're talking about buying an investment property. Um, and back to the smaller apartment buildings versus uh, the family homes and the duplex. Is that a case of... Uh, more risk but more reward um it, yeah pretty well um i mean it's obviously going to be more money to buy right um usually small buildings they will have separate hydrometers which sometimes duplexes don't have that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that means you're kind of have to guess like you're gonna have to make a rent amount like let's say on a duplex you got one hydrometer and one gas meter right so now the landlord's going to pay the gas bill for that house, and he's also going to pay for the hydro bill. So now let's say you get eight hundred dollars a month upstairs, and then twelve hundred on the main floor. So you right. got a total income of two thousand dollars a month. So from that two thousand dollars that you have a month, you're going to have to pay your mortgage with it. You're going to have to pay your insurance uh, for the house for mm-hmm. it. You're going to have to pay the hydro bill, the gas bill, and any other maintenance bills that go with that. Right. So, and if there's, and hopefully there is a little bit of leftover, so you could keep the reserve to, you know, just in case there's upkeep and and, uh, and things like that. Sure. But now, with when it comes to like the small uh, building, I've got six units and I've got six hydrometers, and so they're responsible for their hydro. So mm. if they want to put an air conditioner in. And you know, have the air conditioning running for twenty four seven. Yeah, they're going to pay That's the bill. Up to them, right? And a lot of times, so what happens is now with with gas and hydro, um, when uh, when a, a, a tenant is is moving in, they'll call the. Uh, I won't let them in unless they actually have the hydro and gas bill in their name. Hmm. I will not let them in because. Um, because once they're in, you're stuck with the gas bill, yeah. and, I, and I and it's happened to me. So, and I also have other uh, like hydro companies notify me that they uh, are off the system. So, if they're not out of the house, that system will be shut down if they don't pay their bill. Right, right. But like, you, you have to be careful with that. You gotta you gotta watch your expenses. You don't know what what like if you're paying that gas bill, you're gonna end up paying whatever they're using. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of scared about our property money. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's okay. I'll help them out with the uh, picking the tenant. Up. Okay. That's a good call. Uh, when we come back, the uh, funny real estate story of the week. Stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Homeward bound. I wish I was homeward Welcome back to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also joining us today, Jennifer Dreho and Monique McKay, both sales representatives with the Golfie team. We're talking about buying investment properties. If you have a question regarding this issue or any other real estate related topic, email questions at robgolfie.com and we'll get to it on next week's program. Find them online, robgolfie.com. Call them today at 905 575 7700 at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. All right, funny real estate story of the week. What's going on? 
Well, uh, I've got quite a few of them, and uh, but I remember this one on uh, uh, Central Hamilton, and uh, the the tenant was um, was uh, you know giving me a hard time paying the rent, and uh, you know so she she wasn't answering her call phone, and you know and I'm like what's going on? So so I go over there, and uh, so I pull up and I'm knocking on the door. No answer, but I know there's somebody in the house, right? They're not answering. Like, like you could see they were all being quiet. Mm. So I'm like, wow. you know, I'm having a hard time. Like, you know, I'm just trying to get a hold of this person, right? It's frustrating, you know, and I'm sure a lot of landlords out there, they know what I'm going through. So as I pull away, all of a sudden a car stops right in front of the house. And I go, so I kind of stopped. I was up the street and looking through my rearview mirror. I see a guy get out of the car with a pizza. <laughs> and he goes to the front door, right? And he goes... And uh, and they opened the door for the pizza. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Moral of the story: You should bring a pizza next yeah, time. Yeah, I should have brought a pizza. <laughs> so so I uh, so anyway so they took their pizza. The 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 tenant took the pizza. So I saw him drive away. So he, I I got out of my car. I go, did you deliver a pizza to that address? He goes, yeah. <sighs> Darn! I go. I just, you, you, know, you didn't quite say that. No, 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 I didn't quite say that. But uh. that happened to us with our walkthrough too. The tenant that was there, she uh, said that she wasn't going to be there. Remember, we get there, knock on the door, and there she is. And we're oh. like, oh, the agent uh. said you weren't going to be here. And she's like, well, I decided to take a couple of days off. So we're like, oh, great. Uh, oh, yeah. Tenants are really wow. good to show properties, that's yeah. for sure. So so did you go back to the house? I w- well, I, w- I went back, but there again, there was no answer. Really? <laughs> funny. Wow. They're eating. So there's nothing I can do, right? Like, yeah. if they're not going to answer, they're not going to answer. So Isn't there, is there a way to get in there or deal with that? How would you uh, you can get you can, ser- you can serve them notice, say, like, saying you, you need to do some work or something like that because right. yeah one time we, we will uh, uh, one time we wanted to get into a house we actually left a brochure of our landlord rights and they read it and they go oh okay so and we left them a notice saying we're coming in mm-hmm. and we need to do some stuff so so landlords do have rights it's not just for tenants and there's and, and again I'm not just here to put down uh, tenants there's a lot of great tenants out there you just yeah. Just gotta make sure you don't get the bad one. That's so, all. so in that case, I mean, you're gonna have the key to the home, right? Being yeah. a landlord, you, you just can't walk you, in. You can't walk okay. in without their, uh, you know, without their per- permission. Now, if you have just cause, quote unquote, uh, you know, you think something's awry, are you allowed to go in? Uh, or do you have to call the police? Or I, 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 if I, you know, if I think there's, uh, you know, uh, there's a grow up in there, or there's something going on. You know, I have to call the police, or if it's an emergency, yeah, I, I probably, you know, would go in. But, um, but, ch- but again, you, you have to give notice. You have to do everything the proper way, right. because uh, otherwise, you just have problems, more problems after. Do I used to live in an apartment years ago, and I never quite fully got through the landlord and tenant act. You might read the first paragraph and say, "Oh, the heck with this." Yeah, I'll yeah. just look at the headlines or right. you know the titles. Do they really read do the landlords or tenants really read the whole thing? No, no, I don't think anybody <laughs> does. Hey, the landlord, the landlord has the lease, and the tenant has, signs it, and and it doesn't become an issue until somebody until there's pay. an issue, right? Until and, there's an issue, and you're leafing through the thing, it, it, thinking exactly. Yeah. So, um, I mean, usually tenants that like like I said, like like yourself, you, when you were renting the apartment, it wasn't an issue because you knew you were going to rent it, you were going to pay your rent, and that yeah. was it. Then yeah. there was not going to be a problem. But um, but a lot of but you you could tell like I, now I, I'm pretty aware of uh, of tenants that are trying to uh, pull a fast one yeah. and. 
and uh, you know anybody that you know is uh, you know say hey I'm a great tenant I'm you know I do this and I'll do this for you and I'll do this and do this for you and they go whoa Betty listen mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything mm-hmm. but you know what I mean like Just those the are the guys and, yeah. the guys that come up with the cash no way stay away yeah. you know what I thought cash was king yeah. <laughs> not anymore <laughs> no 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 cash is because he it's because he doesn't most times they may not have a bank account or or they don't want to keep too much money there because they may have other issues going on with yeah. their bank you know I just found that people that uh, wanted to pay cash uh, there, there's two types of people that want to pay cash there's a the really good the old school the, the you know the older generation yeah, yeah. They, they feel that's proper and that's great mm-hmm. and, they, the, and they have a, they put a greater emphasis on that or a greater value on that that's right? right but then there's the 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 a different generation that uh, that uh, the, the, they pay cash because they need to get a place and they think they can swindle the landlord oh he's got cash he must yeah. be good yeah, right? he's yeah. got the first and last right here to go and I'm like I stay away like I have guys you know they're begging me to and I nope sorry I you know you gotta fill this out and then they try to avoid the credit check they try to avoid this and then they start explaining their story right yeah. they say well you know you're gonna probably find this and find this <laughs> so and all of these other red flags all these other up. red flags that you see yeah alright one more break when we come back uh, more from the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also joined today by Jennifer Dreho and Monique McKay, both sales representatives with the Golfie team. We're talking about buying an investment property. If you have a question, email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. It can be about anything regarding real estate. You can find Rob online at robgolfie.com on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Rob Golfie. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well and call them at 905-575-7700. Let's talk about representation options because there's a few things that uh, and tools that you guys use. Yes, uh, go ahead, Monique. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really crucial to use a realtor when you're buying a property and then, you know, renting it out. Um, we can put it out on the system on realtor.ca and we're attracting serious uh, tenants at that point because they're uh, being represented by a realtor as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we also can do those credit checks, uh, reference checks. We have the legal forms that are recognized uh, by lawyers. So, definitely, I had some clients that purchased a property uh, twice, and it was great because we were able to sit down at the table with the realtor representing the tenant, uh, me representing the landlords, mm-hmm. and negotiate all the terms uh, right and. Uh, in front of each other, and they uh, gave them the opportunity to meet the tenants as well. We were talking about win-wins earlier, and this is clearly a win-win because you have all sides. You know everyone is serious, and uh, it, you're probably going to get a deal done faster and benefiting both parties, right? Yes, we, we have uh, uh, access to uh, a bigger exposure. And also, when you, when you, when you put a, a rental property uh, up uh, on with a realtor, like Monique says, you're you're going to attract uh, sometimes better renters, yeah. and actually, you're you'll attract even better rent. 
And uh, so, and and we've got a great track record when it comes to uh, renting uh, t for our clients when uh, uh, single-family homes, condos, mm. and townhouses like that. And uh, uh, I, I would recommend that uh, 100%. Yeah. And when you're negotiating, are you looking at... Um you know, past performances from a a tenant perspective, saying, "Hey, they've you know they've lived in all these places. They've always paid the rent. Can we get a better deal for this individual or this family?" You know, I've done a few credit checks for not credit checks, but even just checking, like background checks. Yeah, background yeah. checks for uh, some of my clients as well, and just just talking to their past landlord or whatever. You get a real good understanding of what kind of person that they are, mm -hmm. and if they've been on time, and how long they've stayed. Um, and how well they've kept the property. So you kind of get um, some personality traits from the, from these uh, future tenants. Yeah. And it gives you a good indication of the future. So. Mm -hmm. What would be... Uh, were you going to add something to that? No, no. Go okay, ahead, I was going to say, what would be the biggest drawback, apart from a tenant not paying rent, biggest drawback that a tenant, or biggest challenge that a tenant would provide to you? I think... Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, having a lot of pets. Burning your property. You know, yeah. we've seen many times where we go and look at these houses in Hamilton mm -hmm. that have been destroyed by, really? the, by the tenants, and they actually can depreciate your property's value. Wow. So that's that's scary. Because I didn't think of that. I was thinking noise. <laughs> yeah. You know what, no, too? It's, and pets, yeah, it's scary, but pets, like yeah. some of these places we're in, they have a thousand cats with, with 10,000 <laughs> Crazy <dogs>. cat ladies? <laughs> yeah. Yes, the cat lady and a dog. And, it's, and it just, the smell when you get it into the floor, and it's hard. Like, yeah. even if they're out, like, what do you do at that point? Yeah. You have to demolish the house almost. Wow. You know? yeah. So, like, it could cost you thousands of full-on renovation, right? And, yeah. And then at that point, some landlords just get so fed up and, you know, end up selling the property as is and really just getting a you depreciated know. value exactly uh, that, so. that, that's because they didn't do the full check exactly. on they actually picked the wrong the wrong uh, tenant uh, so they, they you got like like I said a tenant can go in you, you, you think you're gonna collect fifteen hundred two thousand dollars a month or whatever the the value of that house would take and uh, all of a sudden now this tenant just cost you fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars in renovations and, you and know that, what? after they move out Realtors really qualify, you know, as we do buyers, we qualify tenants as well. So, you know, um, when they're represented from a, by a realtor, then you know they're really serious as well, right? And yeah. um, I've had uh, agents ask me if this was, you know, your property, would you want this tenant in, in the house? You know, so we can kind of also discuss uh, mm -hmm. through the realtors, you know, how confident are you about this tenant? Are mm -hmm. they going to be a good quality tenant? for my seller or, or landlord. Right? Yeah. So. This might be a tough question to answer, but uh, what would be the number one complaint that tenants would have of their landlords? Oh, well, I, not, yeah, not yeah. being there. Not, not fixing not things. Not fixing things, Letting yeah. things go. That's yeah. a big one. Like, what do they call slumlords? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of them just... We have those in Canada? Yeah. Some of them don't, aren't even in the province or the country. You really? Know? And yeah. they've not seen them so, for years. And they so just wow. they're just collecting their, their checks and they're letting on the, the properties fall apart. Yeah. So it's, um, it's good to you know question your landlord as well and, and, yeah. and their role in the mm -hmm. property. And, and the reason why they... Still stay there is because they're probably paying uh, low rent, rent. Yeah. so they don't want to complain too much. Even though there's a lot of issues that have to be taken, like yeah. I mean, there's like so, some of the quarters that uh, like the residents, some of the people that are living in, is pretty bad. Like yeah. the landlord, and again, and there are bad landlords out there. There's no doubt about it. There's and they, and they don't care until you know something major happens. Mm -hmm. But uh, the rooming houses yeah. are, are the worst uh, from what I've seen for sure. Yeah, uh, landlords trying to stick as many students into one property that. 
should only allow for four. They've got like ten. Eight. And yeah. some are in like basements yeah. that you can ba- barely stand up in with no window. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. yeah. It, it, so. yeah There's yeah. bad landlords. This is, this is not good. Yeah. Wow, we're opening yeah. up new doors that we don't open. Yeah. Um, on TV, we're seeing a lot of programs geared to you know income properties and and, and buying or renting out your basement. Uh, have we seen more people in this city jump into this game? Um, I think so. Like, um, I mean, there you know people are renovating uh, their basements to rent out if if they can do it. Um, um, people are yeah, there, there's there's uh, yeah, people want to get into into that real estate market mm-hmm. to uh, you know. Uh, become a landlord and, and, and get in on that investment. And you just got to make sure you, you got the right advice. Like, like we get people calling us and, and we take them into our office and say, here's what you got to do and here's how you have to do it. And we'll, we'll hold them, we'll hold their hand right through and it'll be smooth. Like yeah. when we, we look for a lot of properties. I mean, there's a lot of good homes out there that you can rent out, but you just got to find the right person. And mm-hmm. if you get the right person and they stay there five, 10 years, you are laughing. Yeah. So you're one, we got about a, uh, under a minute to go. You're one piece of golden nugget advice for someone who wants to jump in the game like these two ladies. Yeah. Oh, uh, advice. Just, uh, just, just make sure it's a solid home. Uh, just check the credit checks for the people. Um, and then uh, just uh, you know, just go with your gut feeling also, and mm-hmm. uh, and and you can get a tenant that can be there for five to ten years, and and uh, and and that's great. Excellent. Well, hopefully we've inspired others to do the same as well. And uh, guys, uh, thanks for coming in. A great topic, and we will uh, be back next Saturday. Great. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Enjoy thanks, the rest Rick. of your morning, and thank you for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at nine, right here on AM nine hundred CHML.